recap. I'm Britt. I'm Tim. And we are back. We're it is back. 2022. We are here with a new season of Married at First Sight. They've really just, I mean, they're it's basically a year-round event at this point. Yes. Like it never ends. Never ends. Um, I think we got like three weeks off. <laughs> uh, who can tell? <laughs> we are recording from my parents home in the suburbs we have had a lot of life changes in the last month um the good news is that it is much quieter here much quieter (laughs) so we've got more of a high-tech studio situation going on and yeah did everyone get covid like us (laughs) down with the coven (laughs) down with the coven um we have now all been infected with coven 19 and been through all that that entailed and here to tell the tale and it feels it feels right that we're kicking off like our first week of the new year actually feeling like normal healthy people with the first week of married at first sight wouldn't you say yeah don't get the coven everyone yeah just gonna say it's not fun if you can avoid it we fortunately made it through the other side of it but it's, it's not a great ass. way to spend your christmas holiday I would no say. and certainly not to bring in a new year no <sighs> but yeah here we are here we are y'all season 14 we are back in boston and <laughs> episode one episode one titled the weddings are coming the weddings are coming yeah so like i mean revere <laughs> it needs to be said that there was a special a couple weeks ago, I think, with, like, all of the the normal setup, you know, the whole, like, experts time, which is just, I think most people agree, the way that Mathis stacks you on the front end of, like, preparatory episodes is a little exhausting and overdone. So we had discussed the possibility of covering one of those episodes where also Clara Ubre or former Ubre um came to give her oh, Clara s- Clara to give her side of the story with her and Ryan which is two seasons ago now um which weirdly is still less than a year ago isn't that crazy um yeah, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but i feel like we read what we needed to know from that online and i'm sort of just like and it's old Does news. Does anyone care anymore? I got new couples that I'm ready to break yeah, like, down. I'm not talking about season 12 anymore. No, We're starting care. season 14. See it on their Insta if you're curious, but it's you know, not that interesting. It's really not. Um, I think that the only thing that needs to be said for anyone who is wondering, because my dad, we did realize he was not up to date on the hot goss of season 13, is that. Within a week or so of it being announced that Zach and Bao were now dating from season 13, it then exploded on the gossip scene that Zach is exactly the F boy that I was always worried he was. There have been women that have come out of the woodworks, multiple women that he was supposedly dating, hooking up with and flirting with at the same time as Bao and Michaela. So poor Bao got her heart shattered after having it shattered through the season of season 13, then 
in the interim time, she thinks she falls in love with Zach and like all is right in the world. They come and announce it at the reunion. And then within days, she finds out that he's a cheater, pumpkin eater. So that's devastating um, for Bao, right? I mean, we were worried yeah. when we first heard that they were together, but we hoped that like this was how it was all going to work out. And it did not. And we had one last straggling couple that was dangling by a thread to be the beacon of hope for season 13, De La Jose and Rachel. And they have since fallen apart. And he has posted pics of him with another woman. I mean, we knew that that was going to end, but zero for five, dude. Season 13 ended up being a, yeah, uh, just a big poopy schmear diaper. (laughs) If, if, uh, if season 13 was a room, there'd be poop on the walls. I think I said last when we last heard from us. And yeah, the shit's still there. We're yeah. just boarding the room up. We're going to a new room. Yeah, we're moving. I'm, we tied up our That room is ends. condemned. Yeah, it was dark sided <laughs> things in that room. And now we have budding love, a new season 14. Okay, but can I just say something sure. right here and now? Go for it. I am so concerned. For this season? Yes! Oh. I'm like, have you, know you guys okay. learned anything? Like, anything. Well, that's why, okay. It seems like they hit us with about four to six hours of pro- Mathis programming before the actual episodes start. And I think the reason why is we have our matchmaking special is because they are trying to convince America, the experts, that, that they're actually sense. good at their jobs. Right. And it's really no about love, it. and it's not about just producing and making Ratings a and... drama-filled right. TV season. So they have to beat us over the head with it with four hours of, this is how we carefully constructed these couples. And I'm not going to, I don't subscribe to that. So, yeah. And, like, here's the, here's what I'll say. Last season, through five weddings, I pretty i mean i i was concerned about rachel and jose but other than that i loved everyone yeah turns out they all sucked <laughs> with the exception of gill but and bow and bow but as couples everyone sucked right right right, right. and we were zero for five so i'm going to withhold a little bit of judgment after watching this first episode mm. and feeling like i don't see you- any of these people working out you want it, to pretend you're hopeful for a second? I'm just going to say, maybe I have no idea what the hell I'm talking about. Maybe I'll be surprised. Because right now I'm going into this season and I'm saying, it's on the tape. I don't think any of these couples make it. Any. I mean, I've w- oh, watched. I can't wait to do some polls on Instagram. Two hours. Uh, that's it. It's all I've watched. I, I think I have hope for one couple, which we'll get to. But, uh... It's just an interesting cast. I'm still, tr- I mean, it, obviously it's only sense. been one episode. It's going to take some time to learn about these couples. Um, okay, let's jump in. Let's jump in. Because I'm excited to talk about okay. this first one. Let's do it. So we watched one wedding. One wedding. But so much buildup, right? So we meet each individual. We watch them share with their family and or friends. I feel like I noticed that the guys involved their families more than the girls, which was interesting. Hmm. Um, And then we got bachelor, bachelorette parties. 
wedding dress slash suit search and then one wedding. So they really packed a lot in the first episode. Yeah. We are going to start with none other than Lindsay and Mark. Oh, boy. <laughs> which I think we're in for a wild ride with these two. The, Lindsay is going to be the <laughs> amount of content that I'm she is going this. to provide yeah. for this podcast over the next four months. Yeah. Oh, if, if she's going to be the well that unmatched. keeps on giving. Yeah. I mean, unmatched. Between Lindsay and MTS. Mark the Shark. I have, okay, I have a lot of thoughts on Mark the Shark. Okay, go. A lot, and I'm just going to go. I'm, I'm going with it. So he's 37. His tagline is Mr. Wicked Commitment. Yeah. Um. Now, okay, he tried to get on the show four years ago. Which he's got to stop reminding us about. Yeah. I mean, how many don't, times don't are you going to reiterate that you were not chosen four years ago and it basically felt like getting dumped? Like, please don't remind us. I, it doesn't make us hopeful. Over the course of this podcast, there will be sev several things, maybe seven, several things that I will make fun of Mark for. Uh -huh. So let me just preface this by saying <laughs> um, I am jealous of Mark's facial hair. Oh. As someone who can't grow facial hair, he's got like that perfect bristly scruff that could like stab shave a boar's back and <laughs> it just looks cool i think boar's the facial back. hair works for mark it's just that very like okay i didn't notice at all because i was so focused on how red-faced he is all okay. the time that being said we don't like to do a whole lot of looks thing yeah mark kind of looks like a shark <laughs> like the more that well, this the episode hair. went on the i was hair. like you kind of have sharkish features. <laughs> like, he's got like a sharp kind of <laughs> nose with like a, like the, the teeth are always out. You could argue that the hair is the a dorsal fin of spin. sorts. Yeah. We've got to talk about the hair. MTS, you are aging yourself by at least a decade with this palo, which is hair in Spanish. Mm. Okay, this hair, like... It's literally, he looks like, he's 37 and he looks like a 47-year-old dad. Hmm. I could argue 52-year-old dad. Merely. Big five-year difference. Because of this hair. It stands straight up with the flat top-ish thing. It's like, it's not okay. It's not okay at all. And I'm just, I wish someone would have helped him with this before his first impression it's a, reveal. He's, it's a very... Uh, he's got a very distinct vibe to him. Like he's kind of, and I noticed um, throughout the whole. I mean, like, he's very much up that the, New England, Boston guy. Yeah, leading up to the wedding, I, I wrote he had his the sunglasses on the head at all times, whether mm -hmm. you're indoors. Like it, that's a very distinct vibe, and I feel like the sunglasses on the head mixed with the gelled hair. It's like it's very gelled. Hair products did not stop evolving in the 90s. Exactly. And I think that a lot of people think that like gel was the best thing ever invented. And I'm sorry, but there are like several other products for different types of hair and different hairstyles. And we didn't stop at gel. Like we evolved past gel. Yeah. Like we should not be buying hair products in clear 
gallon size materials <laughs> with a spout on the top. And, and I feel like if you go into Mark's yeah, bathroom, that's you're probably going to find a purple or green filled <laughs> gallon size jug with a spigot of gel. And, and it just freezes everything as is. It's just crunch. Yeah. I mean, crunch. Yeah. Anyway, okay. okay. Besides, moving now, on. moving on from looks. He's a cat guy. He's a cat guy. Three cats. We need to talk, we need to do a little bit on the self nicknames. Yeah. So There's a lot of reference to self. Mark leads with... I'm Mark the Shark. Everyone calls me Mark the Shark. Mark the Shark. And hey, Mark the MTS, Shark. MTS. MTS. Also known as MTS. Everyone, hey, nice to meet you. I'm Mark. Everyone calls me Mark the Shark. Nope. You're 37 years old. Yeah. We don't lead with that anymore. This isn't um, summer camp where everyone like, oh, this is Otter. And this is But is there something bear. slightly hilarious and endearing about it? Kind of. Okay. So. Like, that's how I, MTS is sort of like, he's got me torn right now because. <sighs> Let me just finish my Mark the Shark okay. bit and then you can get into it. Okay. So we don't lead with nicknames. <laughs> And I was dying to know, I almost asked you when we were watching this, what are the odds that he can go the entire ceremony? Now, this is the ceremony of the wedding. This isn't like meeting your person. This isn't like the champagne time after. Right. Was there any doubt that he could make it through the entire ceremony without a shark reference? Oh, of course not. I I, I thought- He led with it, right? He led with it. He led with it. (laughs) Hi, nice to meet you. Oh, um, uh, they call me Mar- they call me the shark. Nope, 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 nope. No, nope. Please don't. To which please don't. Lindsay says, "I hate sharks." <laughs> right away. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm done. I'm done with the okay. Name, the at, this is what's hard. It's like Tag at in. this rate, we're never. This is going to be a three hour podcast. Okay. Um, I just had I had a lot of Mark thoughts. That no, I had and to there's get still the so table. many more. And but but I will say all that with all the the little funny criticisms. He is a very endearing guy. He seems like a sweetheart. Yeah. He really wants this. He really wants this, and I thought he handled Lindsay as best as, as one could. Best as one could. Yeah. And I think he's a, he's got a sweet heart of gold. Yeah. Yeah. And okay, he's a cat guy. So you you start to be like, okay. So I feel like we're avoiding even starting with Lindsay because she's her own like cat out of the bag, if you will. I mean, I've never yeah. So Lindsay is like I we could do a half an hour yeah, on, Lindsay. on Lindsay. She is a huge personality. She is, I mean, and you can't quite put her all together, right? Because she's got this like highly unfiltered way of speaking. She is, you know, constant sexual references, constant cursing, constant, which I mean, like we're here for, like it's freaking entertaining. And like on its face, I find people like that pretty entertaining. She makes me very uncomfortable well she makes you very nervous <laughs> i just well, feel like at any moment she's gonna say something that's gonna like like way too inappropriate yeah or like i just but then she's like i also really like rules and early bedtimes but i also want to jump out of a plane with you and i'm like i this might be a classic case of 
I'm presenting who I think I am and who I think I am maybe has a lot less to do with who I am than, you know what I mean? Like we're about to find out so many things in the next six yeah. weeks. Um, but okay. So, so they both have interesting family. Yeah. They family both stories. have fucked up family situations where their yeah. moms suck well, on varying levels. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Mark has a lot more like soft heartedness for his mom, but yeah. you can tell that he feels at the There's same time abandoned for sure. And she is like an alcoholic she, and she's in, in a center. And, and his then, dad passed away in five weeks from cancer. Oh my God, I know. Uh, we had, I, I, it also needs to be said, all of these people have some really heavy backstories. Yeah. Heavy as fuck. Yeah. And so it's like, I almost feel like the trauma of the past for each of these people is the most obvious reason why experts matched people the way they did. Cause it's like here, they both have mom issues. Um, and you find that with each couple, I feel, uh, she a year ago was engaged and her ex, her ex called off the wedding five days before the wedding. Um, she has two cats her parent, her situation is really hard to figure out. I feel like we're going to keep like hers is still very raw mm-hmm. and emotional for her. So her parents only split four years ago. So when she was 30, which I'm always fascinated by that, when you hear that story of like parents who divorce much later in life, because mm-hmm. it just seems like its own beast to experience as an adult. Yeah. And then she hasn't seen her mom in three years. So you're like, what the hell is this? Was mom always psycho? And dad just finally got the guts to leave. Was she not psycho until this divorce happened? And then, like, it's very I just, hard to figure so out. I feel so bad for and she's her and her mom situation. Her. We found out on the after show that her mom lives in Texas and was in Boston. And at le- the time of the wedding, at the time of the wedding, and flew home so she would miss the wedding. Like, there's some serious hurt she's and trauma there, mean. and it's yeah. like she can't even talk about it without tearing up, and it's yeah. very, very sad. Yeah. So when she meets up, she meets up with dad and brother and her brother, her brother's kind of kooky and like blunt and like basically implies that she hasn't had the best decision making in the past. And then dad brings up, you know, you're really going to have to work on like not being reactive and being more responsive. And I just immediately wrote, oh boy, do we have another Michaela on our hands? Mm. Because he sort of implies like, well, you know how you are. You just explode. So I'm like, oh my God, we are in for it with this Lindsay. Um, Could we get another Clorox slamming perhaps? Oh, I mean, anything's possible. Yeah, a classic Clorox slam. Um, She then does admit though, so we've got a couple stories, actually, of of girls who describe a past relationship that supposedly ended so abruptly and we get no reason for it, which is always a bit of a red flag to me because I'm like, there's always, usually, we have a reason for something, an explanation for something, even if it's what you found out after the fact. I always am a little sus when someone is just like, it just happened out of nowhere, and that's the end of the story. Are you referring to Lindsay's, like, the fiancé that left? Yeah, and then I'm also thinking about Alyssa, who we'll get to, and her story. That makes no sense to me. Yeah. I um, mean... Okay, but she ends I... up admitting at the dress shopping time 
Lindsay, that she actually wasn't that hopeful going into that last wedding that was supposed to be. Mm. So I thought that was an added layer to that. But I mean, not that long ago. Yeah. My favorite comment that dad said, dad and brother were pretty supportive. Mm-hmm. I love dad says, I hope he's a lion tamer. <laughs> I'm living for the Boston accents that we're yeah, getting. Yeah, that was a horrible one. I'm going to have to work on I'm going to have to work on the Boston accent. <laughs> no, but it's really fun to hear the accents. I mean, Lindsay's definitely a big personality without a filter. She's one of these people that you either you can tell you're she's a um isolating figure in the world, and she kind of implies as much. Like you either love me or you hate me. And She's obviously a little bit like scary off the bat for people because she's so abrasive. She's and a she, lot. She's a lot. But it does seem like she's someone who at the same time, when you like get to know her and and like there's definitely something charming about her and entertaining about her. Um, I mean, she's a motor mouth with and you wonder how much of this is nerves. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. She's got to stop with the constant sexual comments, the amount of references to her future husband's penis. I mean. <laughs> like funny for TV. And then it gets to a point where I'm like, please stop, stop. talking about dicks. Well, and <laughs> like, please. I died when um, the, her two girlfriends were sitting on the couch while she was trying on a dress. And like, you can tell everyone is a little worried. Like everyone in her life, loves the shit out of her, but knows that she's very off-putting at the top. And everyone's nervous about how this future guy is going to, like, receive her. And her friend looks over at the other friend and is like, God, I hope he has big balls. (laughs) And then the next second, dad walks in, and it's like, "Uh, Oh, uh." yeah, that's right. (laughs) So awkward. Meanwhile, you've got MTS trying on a circus red jacket and a top hat, which was really concerning for me. I mean, just even seeing it on him was concerning. I had blocked that out. I'm like, she's going to be so bummed to see out. this picture. <laughs> um, so yeah, and he, so she keeps bringing up dick size and MTS keeps reminding us that he didn't get picked last time. And I'm just like, y'all, please stop. Um... I did think, too, he made a point like he's trying to give his mom. He literally references a good life finale just to know that he got married, which is heartbreaking and a lot of pressure. Um, And what about Lindsay talking about someone having a small dog means they have a small penis? Yeah. And then she's like, I'll just Bigfoot it. I what didn't know what that is, meant. Is that, a, is that a Massachusetts thing? I don't know. It Like, I don't <laughs> understand what that means. I don't either. Okay, wait. Okay, wait. Yeah, so she says, what if he has a small dog and a small penis to match? Oh, yeah. Which, like, Alyssa looked horrified by. Um, and then, of course, Lindsay's the one pouring all the shots at the bachelorette party. Lindsay gets drunk really fast and says... It's a small world in Boston, so I wonder which one of your husbands I've slept with. Oh, I was like, Lindsay! Down. Pump the brakes. Oh, my God. Um, 
she it needs to be noted that according to Lindsay, she tells everyone that she gave the experts free reign. Oh right. On <laughs> on on what looks. she's attracted to uh, looks yeah. wise. So looks wise, her two qualifiers were no baby teeth and no belly. And at first, I thought the baby teeth was like a joke for like no one too young. Like no one who oh, still has babe, the baby. No. <laughs> <laughs> no one else thought that, okay. by the way. <laughs> she just doesn't want any like chiclet. Any yeah. like actually I mean, I small know what she's talking about. tiny teeth. Yeah. She's anti-gummy smile. Oh, um, <laughs> But she had that phrase, like, on lock and kept repeating it. Yeah. No bellies and baby teeth. That's what I told no, her. <laughs> I told no her no bellies baby and baby teeth. teeth. Bellies. Like, it just kept oh, repeating. Please. I, um, which fits in with Mark perfectly <laughs> because she has her catchphrase and he just gives, hey, shark here. Game time. Mark the shark. Mark the shark. Mark the shark. Game time. Game time. Hi, MTS. MTS. Game time. Um... <laughs> goodness gracious. I know. Okay. There was something else I was going to say about. How she hates Alyssa already? Yeah. Well, she definitely threw shade at Alyssa at the bachelorette party, which we have never seen before. There's some big There's already lady drama. And if you watched the after party, which I'm obsessed with our new host, Keisha Knight Pulliam. She's great. Did I say that wrong? I think it's Pullman. Jeanette Pullman? No, it was Pullum. Pullum. Oh, Pulliam. Um, she was a great host. And we end up getting some huge info bombs there. I mean, because there was definitely like hints at how wasted Lindsay was. Lindsay really didn't seem to be interested in biting with that or like biting into shame. Like she's not ashamed at this point. Um but that was its whole other thing. I'm like, do we even get into that right now? Let's save that. Yeah, let's save let's that. Save okay, so fast forward. The wedding. We're going to these two's wedding. Um, MTS references from from the, the start. Lindsay mentioning his penis size again and again. I mean, this is happening right all the way up into the wedding. Then you can tell that she starts having like a freak out. And you can tell that it's because she got wasted. And we end up seeing more footage in the after party, uh, after show. She drank like two bottles of champagne with her girlfriends on the way to the on wedding. On the way. Burping and belching and <laughs> farting and laying on her. Taking like, her dress off. I mean, oh what my the God. I know. She's freaking out with her soda and her, they're like, do you have your vows? And she just like almost drops her whole dress because they're in between her boobs. And then she belches the belch it's so bad she's like and she's like gotta get it all out before i become a lady i was like oh my god (laughs) she gets to the front everyone calls me the shark done done i mean it's right there 30 seconds in she says i hate sharks i'm loving the minister's boston accent though that made me really happy okay then So you can't, I mean, she's a good sport in the sense that like, she's one of these big personalities that's never going to be short of things to say, right? To fill the space. So if anything, you start to get nervous that she's like over filling Mm -hmm. because she's just overly making joke, 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 joke. And you can tell he's like, just wow, wow, wow. Like she's very overwhelming. 
Um, but I think that we both were like, oh no, is she going to be attracted to him? Mm -hmm. Just because he really does seem older than 37. I'm not going to lie. Like there's something that feels aged up about him. That's fair. But you can tell, you can tell that like, oh, this is what I wanted to talk about. I wanted us to talk about the fact that he makes it clear. He brings it up in multiple times that he is the kind of guy who like, he thinks that he knows if you're his person within six to eight months. So he's like, I fall in love hard. Six to eight months. He wants, he wants to be moving in within six to eight months. Gotcha. That's what he said of his past relationships. He doesn't understand people that stay together for years and like still don't move in or still don't know if they want to get married. His whole thing is, Oh no, 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 no. I fall hard, I fall fast, and I'm ready for commitment fast. And so by six to eight months, if we're not moving in, I'm like, what do you not know yet? And he he basically shares that that has freaked out women in his past. And then on top of that, he's talking with his guy friends and he's all excited because he's going to have a New Year's kiss with this wife. He's never had anyone to kiss on New Year's, which tells me, He has never reached the one-year mark with anyone because of this timeline thing he's obsessed with of like, I know that I want to make someone my wife basically in under a year. And if they don't want to, then I move on. And thus I have never made it to one year with anyone. And I have never had a new year's kiss. I find it all to be, it's like hard because it's partially what makes him endearing, right? Is that like, in a sense, he's so mentally ready for commitment. And like his issue has been that women have been freaked out by how ready he is. And so there's something sort of endearing about that, especially for this process. Yeah, well, you came to the right place. Exactly. However, there's also something a little bit concerning about that because it's like, okay, so you don't have anything in your history. You have no experience of like pushing through hard things, staying the course, I mean, there's a whole new layers of depth that a relationship reaches just passing the one year mark. I mean, I've I've told I think you're getting to know some the whole first year. It's like you just started dating. Yeah, because every month you're learning a new thing about this partner, good or bad conflict, the way they are with friends, the way they are with family. Like, that's part of why the Mathis experiment is fucking terrifying is because there is an element of it. That to me feels unnatural and it's such a luck of the draw, right? Because even in three months, even with like accelerating everything about the dating process, there's still only so much you can learn. And so anyway, I think it's like precisely what makes him both perfect for this process and makes it scary because personally, I think if I was in the opposite, like the female's position, I would want to know that you'd been in a couple really long relationships where maybe you got close to getting married or you got engaged and it didn't work. Or I at least I was with someone and lived with them for a few years. And this is why it fell apart. It's like, oh, my God, like you've only gone to the six to eight month mark with everyone. Like there's so much you don't know. Yeah. So. There's that. So all of that is context for them getting married. Um, I mean, the ceremony is just like a clusterfuck of both of their personalities. Like, 
you know, it's a little bit stressful and kind of cute, but also stressful. Like you can tell that he's like really overwhelmed by her. Yeah. And the ceremony in my mind was fine. I didn't like the ring moment. The ring moment. The ring moment gave me flashbacks to our wedding. I knew it was tr- it, was, it was, triggering was triggering for all involved. <laughs> Mark not being able to get the ring to shove the ring down on Lindsay's finger. I lo- I loved us. her like being like, "What? I'm sweaty. It's a stressful day. Like my fingers are puffy." I didn't have the wherewithal when we were getting married, and I was much younger. All I was fixated on was this is so embarrassing. I swear this ring fit. Yeah. <laughs> It was that I was giving you the eye up there. I didn't like, are you kidding me? I got the eye on the cow on on the couch watching this episode like it was happening all over again. I was like, babe, these aren't this isn't us. I know. I know someone else. Let's move on. I just wanted that moment to end so fast. Um, So then they meet after. I mean. She is like, I mean, it just feels like she's super drunk. It's just she's it's flailed just, on the bench. You know, okay, the bench thing. So she said in the after show, so she goes and lies down. They're kind of like in this, they're kind of like in this outdoor kind of like it looked like a waterside park of a way, you know, like yeah. some kind of park or whatever where they're t- gonna do the pictures. And she just lays down on a park bench in her wedding dress. And she's talking about animals. She's talking about and what like animal monkeys? would you I actually be? hate monkeys. They steal nice jewelry. She's literally talking about like she's just filling the now, space. You can have your champagne for your nerves or whatever. I, I totally get that. What it becomes sloppy and gross. Sloppy. When you're laying down on a park bench in your wedding dress and in you're broad just, daylight, you in just broad met daylight, this you just met this person. You're like, if you could be any animal, what animal would you be? And it's like, <laughs> Lindsay, lock it up. You're girlfriend. the drunk, sloppy girl at the party when, right now. And but you just got married and met someone for the first time. And like you're scaring the shit out of him. Yeah, it was just he took it all in stride. And then he, he was sat down. sweating. He was yeah. so overwhelmed by her. And like even, okay, well, I did think that it was adorable, A, when he admitted that he preemptively changed his work schedule because so he's a like regional manager at some gym, like for three of them. And he used to do split shifts and he basically shares with her that like in preparation, he changed it because he knew his future wife wouldn't like that. And so he's been getting up at 5 a.m. to like practice so cute. And then she tells the camera that she was he was giving her walk by how thoughtful that was, which oh, for any no. No. for anyone over the age of 40. WAP means wet ass. Fill in panini. The blank. And it's a song um that has papaya. been heavily sensationalized <laughs> wet ass papaya <laughs> but anyways her point was that is sexy that you were thinking ahead and being thoughtful um and then he shares about the cats which he was like the most fearful about because apparently i also feel like it's such a red flag that supposedly every single girl he's been with in the past has just magically been allergic to cats i'm like no babe they're allergic to the idea of the guy they're dating having three cats, period. Yeah. And I mean, you. it's like all of these things are okay on its surface. But when you start adding <laughs> c- 
copious amounts of gel on top of a <laughs> late 30s three cat guy yeah hasn't had a new year's kiss it starts to be like yeah you know but but like we said he's got a great personality and this really bothered me okay so this whole cat thing so he's just wants someone who wants the cats and her reaction to this was so bizarre well because you spent the first part being like oh no oh no she hates it she hates it she hates it because she's like guys guys are you serious oh my god and he's like you can petrified see melting. He's petrified that he's she like, oh my God, it's happening. It's happening. It's happening. She's like, I love it. I love cats, but we can't be a five cat household. I'm getting rid of mine. Ugh. I, anyway, I, I don't. I don't know what this couple's just going to be hilarious and fun well, to watch. All here's year. the thing. I think that this couple could be a great match theoretically, because she is a lot to handle. If that has been not been established already, she is a lot. She is all over the place. She needs someone that is not scared by her, freaked out by her. She needs someone that is like charmed by her cuckoo and isn't threatened by it and can sort of be like a stable rock for her. And I think that he could be that, like, from just his sheer desire to be partnered up. Yeah. And, like, how willing he seems to, like, make anything happen. But I'm very worried because he was very fixated and concerned about, about, like, what if she's not attracted to me? Mm -hmm. And it felt very Mm. premonition-y from the producers. And then we do need to fast forward to the after party right now because... um, because this is what was hard. I think the hardest part was to get a gauge on what does Lindsay think of him. Yeah. So Keisha asks Lindsay, like, what? tell us what you thought when you got to the altar. She says, um, I thought, oh, here we are. He kind of looked like a Guido. I've certainly never dated a Guido before. Um... You know, and then Keisha's like, okay, well, wait, but you kissed him. And she was like, she was like, how was the kiss? And she's like, yeah, I mean, I kissed him. What else was I going to do? It was like kissing my grandmother. Red flags. Huge red flags. And then she brings up the cat thing. And she goes, what did you think of that? And she's like, when he told me he was 38 and single with three cats, I was like, yeah, that tracks. (laughs) (laughs) so to me her the fact that she said that in the after party after the first episode i have deep concerns and i need to see this couple living together i need to see this couple once they move in I'm just very curious about yeah. the dynamic of it all. I mean, you could say that but about that everyone. But that really worried me. I was like, whoa, for you to say that? Yeah. When I know that you're either in the midst of living with him right now or you just stopped living with him, that's not a great sign. No. So, um, yeah, that was reason. I mean, also, we're not used to people being so honest and revealing especially this early on in the after show, because as we've talked about the after show itself and the way that it's shot and the timing is so awkward yeah. that a lot of times you just feel like they're so focused on pretending that this just, the event we just watched just happened that you never really get like an honest gauge. 
And this definitely felt like, oh, no. Oh, no. If you can say this all these weeks later, like, I don't feel a lot of hope. Yeah, it's a little scary. Okay, so, I mean, this, that was so long. But there are, I think, like, this is a huge, Lindsay is a huge personality. You can tell she's divisive already. There's girls that do not like her. That is already coming out a list. Apparently, like the night of the bachelorette party, <laughs> she was shit talking Alyssa way more than just in that interview. She was shit talking Alyssa to the point where um, Jasmina's Katina's friend, Jasmina's, oh, Jasmina's friends. friends heard her talking yeah. shit and Alyssa's friends heard her talking shit. So by the next day, Alyssa had blocked her on social media. Oh, my gosh. So like L- Lindsay's going to be a really like contentious character this season yep. which i'm ready for i think it's going to be really entertaining i think she has a good heart but i am a little worried that maybe she's too raw and fray like she needs to go do some individual work before she's ready for this because she seems like a messy person right now i'm not it gonna lie feels like i don't know it feels like she's like two years away yeah She's just, she's in a very, like, I'm, like, really one year after your ex called off the wedding, like, and, like, you're still, like, all this stuff with your mom feels like you're barely just dealing with it. You know what I mean? Like, it's a mess. Um, But I think we've got a lot of entertainment and a lot of surprises to come with these two. Absolutely. Um, So let's just make a guess right now. Do you think this couple says yes on decision day? I'm going to say no. I'm going to say yes. Okay. I hope you're right. I'm going to say yes. Okay. Now we're going to move on to who I think is going to be our next most dramatic couple of the season. Oof. Katina and Elijah Wan. The ex-playboy. <sighs> Katina's 30. Elijah Wan's 29. I'm so upset. I'm just upset about... I'm upset about this. Katina <laughs> Katina has had some of the most horrific traumatic events with multiple men in her past of being like severely unfaithful double life level, right? And they they do her wrong like this and put her with a self-professed former persistent cheater who, you know, apparently has spent the last two years finding himself stopping lying to women about his name. The name thing was Oh my was God, insane. that's scary. I'm so, like, that's next level. So he would, say, he, he said- He used to tell girls he was Isaac. Yeah, and to like professors or people at school, he would say his name was Olajuwon. But others, he would say, he'd go by his middle name, Isaac. Girls. Girls. Oh, such nah, a red flag. Not and a like, look. here's the thing. He's coming with this like, look, I'm being honest about who I used to be and I'm not that anymore. And I realize like now I I used to not think about anyone but myself. I used to be very dishonest. I used to be a cheater. I treated women like shit. I took two, two years to find myself. He basically elaborates on this during the male bachelor like the males meeting up time where he says there was like one night where he was driving home late in the middle of the night and like had a realization of like what am I doing 
And now he's apparently a changed man. Did not look like a changed man at the bachelor party. Absolutely not. Um, looked like he really missed being Isaac. Some things that I that I noted. He wants a traditional wife. Oh my so God. when he comes home, he wants a hot meal on the table. If she doesn't cook, she's, quote, not a wife. Dude, I just wrote, dude's not ready. Nope. Like, dude's not ready. Like, there's no way. No, and then he tells the guys, he goes, I've never put this much effort into anything or anyone. And by this much effort, he means going through the audition process to meet this wife. Yeah. That's the most effort he's ever put into a relationship, a relationship that does not yet exist. No, I am just so furious. I'm like, they're doing these women wrong. He's the first one to talk about um, like when they voice the concerns about like marrying someone at first sight. Right. He's the first one to bring up attraction. Oh, that's never a good sign. Yeah. Um, And like, let's just reiterate. He says it's a, quote, deal breaker if she doesn't cook. And this is when, like, he's surrounded by all of his friends, which I would say one of the only plus points about him is that I like his support system. They seem really cool. I mean, all of those people at that table, they're all in long-term relationships. They all seemed like they're very comfortable telling it to him straight. Yeah. And being honest about what he says that's idiotic. Like, cause they all, they all shut him down with this. If she doesn't yeah. cook, she's not a yeah, wife. Yeah, yeah, cause yeah. you can tell all the women at that table are like, fuck you. Yeah. Give me a break. But dude. then like even his friend's wife literally in her interview goes, she's just going to have to ignore him and not listen to a lot of the things he says. I'm like, okay, no, this is red flags all over the fucking place. This is bullshit. Like I'm so angry. You can take two years off like this and then go practice dating for another year and then you can go on this show. But like, this is the most effort you've put into anything. Meanwhile, the very things that we all have to just trust you that you aren't that anymore. We're taking your word for it Mm -hmm. because we have nothing to base it off of, right? We have no like recent relationship to base it off of or anything. We're taking your word for it when you are the self-professed, formerly dishonest fuck. And meanwhile, Katina, her like one of her only things is like, I need someone loyal. I need someone who isn't like I have. I just I'm so mad. I'm so mad. This one just made me go, oh, you producers and casting Queedles and quote experts you are not even like this is insane this is like wrong i'm really angry it's just it doesn't look good so she's like they both oh go no i was gonna say she is a former like self-proclaimed party Party chick yeah she worked in the club scene was going out three to four nights a week she like still has the itch from time to time and but wants to like essentially settle down now yeah so i don't know if that was the the thing that like the the reason why they got matched you know yeah. like they're, they're right different, that they're they both have ready any to grow sort up of, right you know and then they both like her dad was incarcerated her entire childhood um and he lost his dad when he was 16 yeah 
Okay, also the shots of him chipping paint without a shirt on, on the front deck. Please explain to me I how think that he works in, Is he a paint chipper? Uh, he must work in like some sort of construction, design, remodeling thing. It just seemed very like, oh, that's an interesting shot of the montage of you yeah here grab this (laughs) grab this uh metal paint stripper um here take this metal paint scraper take your shirt off and just start i know i'm like wow is the directing this banister down (laughs) while we take some slow-mo shots of you interesting choice there i know Um, i mean and i actually have a lot i have a lot less on her at this point yeah, I don't, I don't. We don't, like, there's so much we don't know yet. There's a lot we don't know about most of these couples. Because yeah. Because mostly it was the Mark and Lindsay show. Yeah. But we know enough about Elijah Wan here that I'm, like, horrified. And, like, okay, let's fast forward to, okay, so Katina is talking at the bachelorette party. She seems, I liked her vibe because she didn't have, she just, she seemed open to all the girls. Mm-hmm. I'm always paying attention to how do these women and or men treat each other before the coupling even comes into the equation. Yeah. That matters to me, how you get along with others, how you vibe with them. It says something about you. And I thought that she seemed very open to everybody's personalities, to having a good time, not being sloppy mess, but like having fun. And she wasn't being judgy. You know, like Jasmina was trying to have fun, but she still has a little bit of a more pretentious air about her. Obviously, Alyssa goes without saying. The after party, definitely, Jasmina was given some some side, side eye. eye yeah, sure. she was not amused she by was, Lindsay. Whereas at I all. think Katina's, Katina's a little bit a little more, more like, amused. Oh, she's fun. Yeah, like, she's, she's fun hilarious. and harmless, whatever, yeah. you know. Yeah. So Katina is talking about how she's not into anything racy or kinky like she's anti-sex toys in the bedroom blah 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 cut to elijah one freaking dropping dollars on this girl's ass and like head in her undercarriage like i mean on stage on stage taking his his shirt off off. No. no and he literally says he's hoping she's good with the strip he wants to take her to the strip club and be like, babe, I dare you to smack that stripper's ass. Okay. Okay. The, these are the tent poles of your future wife. <laughs> the tent poles. <laughs> like, it's like, what are you? I just I, don't uh, see it. I'm so I upset. I don't see it. I'm so I, I, angry. Fuck you wrong. guys. Like, honestly. So ridiculous. So I... I I can't. Decision Elijah, day. Elijah yes one no. sucks. No. 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 Okay, let's move on to Stephen Noy. Okay. I don't have a ton on them. Me neither. So Noy is 33. Steve is 38. He is Mr. Free Spirit. And oh, right. she's quietly noisy. Um. Okay, I love everything about this couple on its face so far, except... You are matching her with an unemployed man. Yeah. You are doing Noi dirty. I love this how guy he was, trying, was just his road fam- tripping in a van, living in a van. 
hashtag van life, kill me. And he does, he's in between jobs. Like, how can you set this guy up with no, her? The family was like, so how are you going to explain what you do? And he's like, oh, oh, oh. Right. And I'm like, dude, you're not 18. You're 38. 38. Like. Now, he... to be fair, he seems very even keeled. Honestly, everything about the energy he puts out, you would never guess that he had just spent all this time being a vagabond yeah. in the world. Like, yeah. he seems responsible. He seems very kind and compassionate. He had a big, sweet family. I'm gonna give I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt. His family seemed really like both pure. of their families seem like they have close knit. All families. of the siblings are like have uh, partners, and like it seems like maybe there's some kids, and everyone just seems very supportive. Um, Noi is shy, except when her alter ego Noisy comes out, which I kind of find adorable. She seemed like the most fun at the yeah, party. Yeah, like, she, she towed that line between like, let's be fun, but let's not be messy. Yeah, really like well. Yes. And she looks like she can be. She knows how to have a good time. She knows how to have a good time. She can be the life of the party if she needs to be. She likes dancing, wearing wigs. I thought but she it was also all... starts. Out more shy and reserved. Yeah. Um, I mean, her backstory is holy wow. Like, she was a refugee from Laos, born in a refugee camp. And I thought that the way that she described, like, their upbringing and how much they went through and how they fought through poverty at all these different levels. And the fact that her parents' relationship succeeded through that, she just was like, it's like the most beautiful thing to me. And I was like, it is beautiful. Like, it made me really, I thought that was very touching. Um, her girlfriends, I thought, were really cute and validating um, and supportive. And I always think that you can tell a little something about someone when they meet up with their friends and how they act and how those friends act with them. Um, I think that everything about this match actually seems very lovely on its face, but I think it's bullshit that he's unemployed. <laughs> and I think that there's just a ton that we don't know. Yeah. This is a too early to call, but if I'm going to call it, I'm going to say yes. Yeah. Look, at I start yeah. this podcast out thinking no one's going to be, no one's going to make it. There's and no so hope. far I have two out of three yeses I know. so far. I know. What's wrong with me? You're, you're, surrendering to the process i love babe. a fairy tale <laughs> i know you do it's cute i love a rom-com <laughs> um okay let's move on to it's is it do do we say jasmina yeah we don't say yasmina right jasmina okay jasmina and michael jasmina so he, is 29 and is literally stunning her tagline is mrs no nonsense yeah i mean she is very put together she is very on her shit. She is like in control of her emotions. She is very like, and she's beautiful. I mean, she's, she seems like if anything, maybe she could be a little uptight. She has a, a very gnarly past. She's both a child family, of nine. Yeah, family and dating wise too. Yeah, both. Like, like just a lot. Which you're like, it's just so interesting. It's just to me, like the human behavior of it all. It's like, people just react and become like according to their trauma in such different ways. Yeah. And to see like, she, here she is this very 
tightly buttoned up, responsible, uh, reserved human being. And then you start hearing about her past. And you're like, holy shit. Like her bio mom walked out on her when her and her, when she was two, then her, then she got a stepmom when she was seven. Then her dad abandoned her to move to Jamaica. And so she asked the stepmom to adopt her. And that is who she views as her mom. I'm like, Jesus Christ, like the amount this girl went through in her childhood. Um, and then she described she has a past with emotionally unavailable men and her ex had a baby behind her back. Oh, well, yeah, mom and dad or sorry, family does not seem very into this, her participating in this process. Well, they just seem very nervous, very nervous, very protective. Yeah. Fortunately, but they seem really like precious and tight knit, though, like the sisters and the mom. Yeah. Fortunately, I think this is a good match. Michael is one of my personal favorites so far. Yeah. So Michael is 28. His tagline is training for love. Mm-hmm. Um, he lost his mom, dad and brother. His dad passed away when he was 12. Then his brother died. And then his mom died of breast cancer when he was like 20 in college. I was like, this is literally fucking devastating. He has, it's it's so sad. He has a great support system of okay, sisters. his sisters. Who are overjoyed I want to just watch him. the show following yeah. the four sisters and him. Yeah. Because the, I'm obsessed with how much he cared about what they thought. Yeah. And the sit down with them all at the table and how invested they are in him and how you can tell that they like really believe in him really protect him it's, it's a, like they're all his moms it's a great sign yes when you're raised by four women four ladies like yeah. you're gonna end up in a good spot yeah i agree he's a self-proclaimed lone wolf it's hard for him to open up to well and we keep getting these concerns from his friends mm-hmm. this was the only red flag for him is i felt like it kept coming up amongst his friends and family everyone is worried that he hides his feelings he doesn't really know how to communicate um, his feelings. like, And he kind of admits that like after mom died when he was 20, I think he shut a lot of that down. I mean, just he's been through so much loss. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I think that that's the only concern is like, I'm just like, are you guys serious with this one too? Like freaking Jasmina says her big thing is she's always been with emotionally unavailable men. And then- you're going to match her with someone that is a self-professed, emotionally unavailable man who just would like to not be that. I but you can't am, just magically not be no, that. I'm going to zag on this. I don't think that I think it's a little bit too strong of a statement to say that he's an emotionally unavailable man. Just because you take some time to open up. He seems like a great guy. Well, his friends describe him as like, you shut down, dude. And you just, okay. you know. Yeah, but uh, to, I don't know. I don't I'm think not we've he's seen. a bad guy. No, I know. I don't think we've seen enough to fully make that classification that he's completely emotionally unavailable. Okay, fair. But I'm just like, when we're talking about like the, the I think it's bullshit <laughs> when someone says these are like the top three things that matter to me. And you just go ahead and ignore the top three things because why? You both have fucked up childhoods. Yeah. Like, I does don't know. one I make mean... up for the other? I just, and this, okay, let me just say my one more red flag and you can tell me what you think about this with Michael. 
is he basically admits to all the guys when he's meeting them that he has a history of being extremely nitpicky to talk himself out of relationships. So he gets really, really picky about, like, he'll find any reason that it's not going to work. And I got, like, my heart sank into my tummy, and I thought, Johnny. Mm. I thought, do we have a Johnny on our hands? Hmm. Look, I hope he's not. He seems, I mean, he's very handsome. I love his family. And he seems like he has a good heart. But I'm just, you know, we also, this is the, t- we're trying to guess. <laughs> he seems, uh, yeah, I mean, we are trying to guess. He seems um, pliable in terms of, because he has this strong sister connection. Mm-hmm. And he seems like someone who is on the precipice of being like ready for this. And I think he can take that step forward. I don't know. This is the couple that I'm rooting for the most for some reason. I'm definitely like, rooting for them. I want them to work out. This is the couple that I have the most like investment in so far. Okay. Um, in terms of who I would like to see. And so that's why I think they say yes on decision day. Okay. I'll say yes too. Because I hope that they do. I mean, they're very just visually pleasing looking couple. They lo- they're going to look freaking beautiful together um but yeah we have consoins we have consoins oh there's consoins all over the place <laughs> up and down um okay last but not friggin least we have got Alyssa and chris chris is 35 he is mr monogamy serial monogamist Alyssa is 30 and her tagline is looking for her forever home which is essentially like we don't really have anything to say about you, so we're just going to describe what the show is looking for a lifetime long-term partner. Well, it's like a nod to her being a dog rescuer. Oh, damn. Um, <laughs> um, Chris plays a lot of disc golf. Oh, okay. He competes? I didn't even know you could compete, and I certainly did not know that there is a national association of disc golf called... Nifa. Nifa. Did you didn't know about Nifa? Uh, did um, you? My Be my membership is pending with Nifa. <laughs> no, <laughs> Nifa is the New England Flying Disc Association. Oh I my found God. them on online. Um, they have a member list, local leagues, tournaments. Um, I love I love disc golf myself. Mm-hmm. I don't play it that much because I like the regular golf more. But mad respect for like taking a hobby like this and, and like becoming an expert becoming the president of nifa i mean that's aspirational oh, he's shit the president? Right he's the president oh my of NIFA. god um he competed on the local pro level i think chris is a great dude no i think he's precious i think so the big worry with him is he describes himself as someone who just sort of jumps into the next thing that's in front of him And then he stays in a relationship for a few years. Like he's good at this like two to three year relationship thing, which is like the opposite of MTS, right? This is what gets me is like, he doesn't, he just says, and then it ends. And then he moves on to the next one. And he never really like, 
he never waits long enough to like really feel out like, is this person a great match for me? So maybe that's inherently telling us what usually ends up being wrong is that like a couple years in, they just have to come to terms with the fact that maybe they're just not even that compatible. And he's just really good at being in serious relationships. But I'm like, my concern here was like, I hate when people just tell you, yeah, and then everything just ends or it just ended. It's like, why do they end? Like, you're telling me that since high school, so for the last 15, 20 years of your life, you've gone girlfriend to girlfriend to girlfriend. Can you tell me, like, why why did they end? Is there any common theme? Is there, do you end it? Do they always end it? Do that, you know, there's a lot we don't know here. So that was my, I also, I'm like, he, he got the worst reaction from mom. But I'm like, bro, this is what you get for not cluing her into the audition process at all. Like that oh, audition yeah. process is months long. Yeah, she didn't seem. She had. He said, "I haven't told mom anything," so he, yeah. she didn't even know that he had been like applying or auditioning. So of course she's the freaked best. the fuck out. I, I, I don't think. Like that's not I, I don't how think you I'd tell go mom. That route. No, <laughs> absolutely not. I was like, you kind of deserve this. Um. Okay, so that's like all we know about Chris right now. I mean, he seems sweet. He's cute. He's a little nerdy. Um, but he seems like a good guy. Do you now I could be making a judgment here, but you've had the opportunity to go on a couple rants about women who have gotten done wrong right. by this matching process. Yeah. I think that Chris has been done wrong by this matching process. Yeah. I have a lot of it feels thoughts like it's on Alyssa. To fail. And I'm trying to figure out how to say them without sounding mean. Okay. So I'll, I'll start you off. You can go. So we meet Alyssa when she's meeting her mom and friends at this winery. She's 30. Um, this is our first dog of the season. I think it's crazy. We've just come off multiple seasons with everybody having dogs pretty much. And she's the only one. And surprise, she's actually like runs her own dog and cat rescue, um, which is pretty cool. She's been doing it for a long time. Um, here's my red flags for her. So <laughs> she says that her last relationship ended completely abruptly, right? They that, were looking at, they were dating for a year. They were dating for one year. Looked at engagement Looked rings. at engagement rings. He Poof. comes home so after dinner and says, it's over. That's our explanation. Okay. I'm already sus. I'm already a little suspicious because that is just not, are you kidding? That's it? There's got to be more there. Why am I more sus? Because she meets all the girls she ends up telling what appears to be the same story, but she says, I was with this guy for two or two and a half years, and then he abruptly left me with no explanation. Okay. Okay. Excuse me. Like, was it one year or was it two years? What is it? Are you trying to, are you worried that it doesn't sound as bad? Um, I don't know, but I'm suspicious of her. I don't trust her. I find her friends to be very basic. I'm sorry. We get some basic batch vibes that are just like, 
oh, why do you want to be married? Like, what do you think? Like, what? What is he like? Like, what do you need him to be like? I was not impressed. I wanted that segment to be as over as, <laughs> as, as fast as, as it could. I, I'm like, this is not the hills. And then here, we please. fast forward to the bachelorette party. And she's being a snobby bitch. No, she she's has being a ener- Mirla. She has the energy of like, I'm too me good and for my this. friends are hot shit. And we're just going to sit in this booth and drink mojitos and just be very no, unimpressed really with everything. I'm just like, not like this. Like, I'm like, not into like shots. Like, sorry. Like, that's just not my thing. Ah. It's like, you're not even trying to bond with the girls. You seem like a twat. No, I'm not into her at all. I think that she's, uh, she seems like a snobby piece of paper. And I'm very worried for Chris. I think that she's not over her last relationship. Okay. Yeah, um, I mean, she's clearly still pissed and, about And it seems it like she's like 50% into this. Like she's like 50% into this process. Mm. She kind of, I mean... Yeah, I was not impressed at all. I think Chris has done has been done dirty. Mm-hmm. I think that she's not. I mean, she talked about this wanting this tattooed, muscly, muscly guy. Everything was sort of like surface level. It's all yeah. Um. Yeah, he's fucked. I feel bad for him. Um. Which is why, like, I personally got a huge kick out of Lindsay in her interview throwing shade at her at the bachelorette party, and she was like describing all of the brides and she's like jasmina is gorgeous you know she's drunk and she's like she's gorgeous like naomi campbell and she's just like amazing and then you have katina who knows what she wants and she's blah and then you have noi who surprises you and then you have wait is there a fifth bride where is she there's a fifth bride right i thought it was Uh. so good so good. You're not used to seeing shade thrown at the other like girls, especially this early on. You know what? If you want to sit, you if you're gonna sit, I think you're asking for it. If you're gonna be a girls corner, like that. yeah, and talk about fetch in the corner of the club and <laughs> do all that bullshit, then you know what? You have every right to get shade thrown at you. I agree, because you're not even trying. No, she's not at all. It's it's oh. I'm like, these women are about to be all you have for the next two months. And like you, I don't know. I need to see how this whole, I need to get more from her. I need more personality. I need to figure out what's really going on here. Their wedding, I'm very interested to see. Uh, I feel like she's going to be such a bitch. We'll see. Does this couple say yes on decision day? No. No. So, so far to recap, I have, we have... Stephen Noy, yes. We have Jasmina and Michael, yes. Mm-hmm. We have Alyssa and Chris, no. Mm-hmm. We have Katina, Katina. and Olajuwon, no. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be optimistic with Shark and Lindsay. <laughs> yeah. Um, you said no. Mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll, time will tell. I need to see more weddings. I need honeymoons. I need all of it right now. Yeah. And the last thing I'll say is just, again, bringing up After Party, I did find it entertaining, and it wasn't too long. It was 20 minutes. Um, and we actually got some good questions. It wasn't just Yeah, like, it was like an actually good like, line of questioning. And like, then you had a Lindsay who wasn't going to lie. Spill the tea here and not just 
blow smoke up each other's Right, ass. and Lindsay is like never going to filter herself. So that's very entertaining. And I thought it, what was interesting is Katina was sitting between Jasmina and Lindsay. And there's definitely, I mean, I think we're going to get, I cannot wait for these couples retreats, like for the group to be get together because you can tell that Jasmina finds Lindsay very off-putting and she actually weighed in on the Alyssa, her blocking drama and kind of defended Alyssa. It yeah. was like, well, actually, that's not how I heard that it went down. I heard that you were talking so much shit about her at the bachelorette party that it got back to Alyssa by multiple people, including my friends. And so she did block you because you rubbed her the wrong way. And like, yeah, you guys should just watch it. But I thought that was interesting. But then there was random moments where she would look to Lindsay and like laugh at her yeah. or speak into something. And you were like, Okay, what are these friendships? Like, I need is, the dynamic. is Lindsay going to be the one that like all the girls kind of can't stand? Or do some of them get close to her and some of them hate her? Like, oh, I just feel like she's going to be very divisive figure this season. I can't wait. Yeah. I mean, we already have so much to say. and we ha- We've only watched one wedding. So next week, are we going to get all the weddings next week? I hope so. I hope so. Can we just get this out of the way? We got to like, get Like, I just need honeymoons now. Get us to honeymoons. Get us to honeymoons. Like, weddings are fun because they show us a piece of a person. But really, the piece that they show is the, the best foot forward that that person is showing that very often has absolutely nothing to do with who they actually are. And so that's why I'm Except just always for Lindsay, like, maybe she just said, oh, yeah, screw the best foot forward. I'm right. just going to be unapologetically me. Right. Which I can which respect. Props. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that we have a very action packed season ahead. I'm excited. Um, I'm terrified. I need I, I, I'm, the full, I'm upset. I feel all of the things. Yeah. I need the full. I think this is coming after all the weddings are done. Mm hmm. I need the full like two minute this season on Married at First Sight. Right. Like a hu- the preview of the whole season. Which I ahead. vowed not to ever watch again. But I'm dying to see how mm-hmm. it plays out. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, we've started. We're, We're back. Off. We're live. We're live. We're back in action. Um, follow us on the Instagram, on the TikTok. If you haven't yet, share it with your friends. Leave a review. The reviews go a long way for helping us and getting more people to have our podcast pop up. Um, yeah, this is going to be a really fun and entertaining season, and we can't wait. So thank you for listening, and we will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.